0: Hey, how's everybody doing and welcome back to 125 Unfiltered Episode 13. I've got a good episode for you guys today. We're going to talk about some college football. UNC had a good game over the weekend, plus we're going to call, we're going to go into the college football playoff scenarios, talking about what can happen with the championship or the conference championship games this upcoming weekend. So, let's just hop straight into it before I start. UNC did have a basketball game against North Carolina Central. We won by six. Baycott had about 19-9. I just can't really go over that because the game wasn't actually televised. So I wasn't able to watch the game. Therefore, I would kind of just be reading off stats, which I already do um, with those games. But for me, there isn't really much to analyze. Plus, the football game was a whole lot more fun to watch. And that's what I'm going to get into right now. So UNC football destroys Miami. 62-26, to the number 10 team in the nation in Miami just got throttled by the Tar Heels and it was a heck of a game to watch. We had 778 yards on offense. That's almost 800 yards in a game. Holy moly, I was stunned with how badly we beat down on the Hurricanes. Sam Howell, only threw 19 passes, 14 of 19, 223 yards, and a touchdown. He also ran for a touchdown. He also caught a touchdown. He got the hat trick of touchdowns. A wide receiver threw him him a pass on a trick play. Uh, I believe it was the fourth quarter or maybe third quarter, but he had three touchdowns on the day, but only one throwing. But the big story in the game was the two-headed monster in the backfield, Michael Carter and Javante Williams. These are like Madden stats. Carter, 24 carries, 308 yards. And two touchdowns, Javante Williams had 23 carries, 236 yards with three touchdowns. So that's a combined 544 yards between two running backs on the number 10 team in the nation. Whoa, that's all I have to say. I mean, we just ran the ball down Miami's throat. The blocking up uh, up front was amazing. The running backs were making guys miss. I mean, Javante Williams had one of the greatest runs I've ever seen in college football. Hurdles a dude. Then he trucks a guy. I mean, just absolutely destroys him. Runs through him like a bowling ball. And then breaks. does a spin move to break two more tackles. Runs for like a 43-yard gain. I mean, it was unbelievable to watch. Javante Williams also broke the uh, season touchdown record for the Tar Heels. He now is 22 on the season. So congrats to Javante Williams. But this running game was just phenomenal. I I have never seen... and I saw us in person run for, for 400 yards against Virginia Tech. I have never seen a team run like this before. Two guys over 200 yards, both with multiple touchdowns. And Miami had no answer. This defense was gassed from the very beginning. Once we got that run game going, we we just said Sam didn't even need to do anything. He made some very good throws, but again, threw the ball 19 times. We just gave it to our running backs and let them go to work. And that is exactly what they did, and I was so, so impressed. Definitely the best game of the season. As we have our first win against a top 10 opponent for, I believe, for, it might have been 2004. I, I can't fully remember what the stats said, but... Huge, huge win for this program, and it looks like, barring a Clemson loss in the ACC championship, as if Clemson wins in the ACC championship, both them and Notre Dame will most likely get in the playoffs, which I will get into later, that means that the UNC Tar Heels will get a New Year's 6 game because there's no way that that we will be ranked below Miami after that win. That rule, by the way... With the Orange Bowl, which is the bowl we would be in, the Orange Bowl puts in the next highest ranked ACC team that is not in the playoffs, which means that Notre Dame and Clemson, both above us, if they both make it and we are ranked above Miami, which we will be and should be, we would get into a New Year's Six Bowl, which would be so much fun to watch after an up-and-down season, losing to a couple bad teams, almost beating Notre Dame. This would be an, a, an amazing accomplishment for this team because they really proved how good this team is. We got put on the map. I know it's a little late in the season, but we just throttled this team. De'Ami Brown, leading receiver of the day, four catches, 167 yards. He had like an 88-yard pass from our own like seven-yard line. I mean, he was he was really good. Uh, Tony Grimes, I want to talk about him for a little bit. This guy is supposed to be a senior in high school. And uh, for those of you watching the game, that interception he made was unbelievable. That ball was basically in the receiver's hands. He just ripped it from him. What great concentration and just just straight uh, ball hawking ability to track that ball down and just rip it from him. The fight and the ability to just not giving up on the play. Grimes is going to be so good. He was the number one ranked corner in the class of 2021, reclassed to the class of 2020, or, or for in, in high school terms, and then he got a pick, his first interception of his career against a top 10 team. And I, I love that we've given him more playing time. He's phenomenal. He had great coverage all night. He's a star in the making. Obviously, the running game was a huge key to our success. That's what we always do. But, I mean, it just got—we were running for, what, 13 yards a carry? Something close to that. I think a huge play that people forget will probably forget because it's all about the, the offense and what they did— is actually on the defense. This defense set the tone early. Derek King looked like he was getting out, scampering early, got the first drive. They got a field goal. It's either the next drive or the drive after that. They have a fourth and one. And earlier in the game, it was like a third-and-one, Derek uh, King, or their running back, uh, had a run up the middle, Chasserat was there, and then he wasn't able to make the tackle. And then they got the first down. Basically the same scenario. Hand off to the running back on a fourth-and-one, Chassarat fills the hole, and he just stuffs him at the line of scrimmage like a wall. That was a huge play in the game because it got us more momentum. It halted Miami's offense a little bit. It got Eric King under pressure more, made him a little bit more uncomfortable. And just getting a fourth and one stop like that, that was just huge for the game. Huge momentum swing. Because after that, offense goes down, gets a touchdown. And then you just increase the lead more. By the way, Chester was phenomenal as well. He had 10 total tackles. I mean, he, he's going to be a really good NFL player. He, Whatever team drafts him, they're going to be lucky. Because switching from quarterback to linebacker, I mean the versatility on this guy. It'll definitely be sad. Steam go. He is a senior, but he had a fantastic game. And finally, finally, this team was able to able to contain a mobile quarterback. De'Aaron King is not easy to contain. He was he was in the Heisman con- uh, consideration actually before this game. Didn't have his best game, obviously. But we contained him really well. We didn't let him get outside the pocket. We were able to make him be a pocket passer for most, for the most part, aside from like design runs. So that was huge for the Tar Heels. This defense was just as important as the offense. Again, they set the tone. They were really physical up front. We got three sacks on the game with the one turnover. Just all around an amazing team win for the Tar Heels. And as long as the college football committee doesn't mess something up, which they always seem to do. We will be in a New Year's Six Bowl, and I cannot wait. I will be watching that. So will everyone else. And this is where the Tar Heels will be put on the map as one of the good teams in college football because we still got Sam Howell for another year. Maybe De'Ami Brown and Javante Williams. They're both juniors. Young defense with some really good rising stars like Tony Grimes. This team is here to stay, and they proved it. And what a what a win. That's just that's just the only way I can put it. What a dominating win. And as the Eric King said, they just got whooped. So that was very, very fun to see. Great game for the Tar Heels. In a few moments, I'm going to go over the college football playoffs and my personal opinion on the format. Stay tuned. I'll be back in a bit. All right, welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Now I'm going to go over the college football playoff scenarios. Top four teams get in. Selection Sunday is a week from yesterday, actually. So in six days, the college football playoff committee will select who will be in the playoffs. Now, I have some personal feelings about the format. Currently, with the teams, Alabama's number one. If they win the SEC championship, they're in. No debate. If Clemson wins, they'll be in. No debate. Same with Notre Dame and Ohio State. They basically have to win as well. Or else it's going be between them and AM because AM has one loss against Alabama. They're the five seed. Florida took a huge hit to their chances. They lost to LSU by a field goal. Very good game, actually. But even if they beat Alabama, I can't see the play uh the College Football Playoff Committee putting Florida in over an Ohio State with two losses. So their hopes are done, in my opinion. Coastal Carolina pulled out a win against Troy. They're still undefeated, but I just can't see the playoff committee putting them in either. So things got a lot more simplified with that Florida loss. Because Alabama, they're going to be in it no matter what. I still think Florida can not get it. So Alabama, they win, they're in. If Notre Dame wins and Clemson loses twice to Notre Dame, which I've got Clemson winning that game. But if Clemson loses twice, that'll make things interesting. But if Clemson wins, they'll be in. Same with Notre Dame. And Ohio, the, Ohio State's a tricky one because they've only played five games. But if they beat Northwestern, especially if they do it convincingly, I think you put them in. But I, I don't think AM should be put in over Ohio State if Ohio State wins. If they lose, completely different story. Northwestern's a good team. Maybe you put Northwestern in. I don't know. But I don't really want to see two SEC teams go at it again and I don't want to see Clemson and Notre Dame play a third time. Ideally, Clemson would win, push Notre Dame back to four, Ohio State goes up to three, just so we can see some different matchups. Because I i don't want to see Clemson Notre Dame times uh, a third time. But here's why I get annoyed with this. All those scenarios for four teams, we all know who the four teams are going to be. I've been saying this for years now, and now this is actually the first time I can actually say it on a platform. Why can't they expand this to eight teams? Wouldn't that be, number one, that would be way more fun and interesting. It's not just, it wouldn't be the same four teams every year, which it is. It's always Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and one other team. Make it eight teams. What's there to lose? You're going to get more TV revenue because you're going to have more games, more ticket sales. It's just boring, in my opinion, the same four teams every year. I'm trying to remember who was in it last year. Oh, LSU. It was it was LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, and oh, it was and it was Oklahoma, I think. Well, now that there's no big there's no Big Twelve team really to contend. Um, big Ten, obviously you have Ohio State. Pac-12, they're still the Trojans of Southern California. But why not just make it eight teams so more of these teams, especially from these weaker conferences, can just get a shot. Because I think we all know what's going to go down. It's going to be Alabama Clemson, probably, depending on the seeding. And that's going to be, we're going to have one good game, but why not have more than one good game? Let's say it's eight teams. Here's what you can do Alabama Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, you can make them one through four. I don't care how you rank them. AM, give them five. They have one loss on the season. Trojans, why not put them in there? They have zero losses if Northwestern wins, you could put them in against Ohio uh, if they beat Ohio State. Why not put in Coastal Carolina as an eighth seed? I have an idea where the eighth seed is if there is a non-Power 5 conference team that is undefeated like a Coastal Carolina, throw them in there. They can be a Cinderella story. What if they beat the number one team in the nation? I think that'll be awesome. And if you want to say that the number one team should for being the number one team should get like a bye week or something like that and it should be six instead well if it's a non if it's a non-power five conference team you should whoop them right but if it's a close game then then that eight seed like a coastal carolina would deserve to be in that spot i just think there could be a greater potential for this like a march madness it could have that same feeling where it's not so predictable make it a little bit unpredictable march madness in my opinion is just the greatest sporting event in America, it's the second greatest in the world, in my opinion, outside of the World Cup. College, college football is just a bit dull, is it, isn't it? I mean, don't you get tired of just seeing kind of the same thing? I mean, ESPN's promoting Selection Sunday. Obviously, you have to, but after the games, we know who's gonna make it. We're just regular people. We can tell. Why is it? Ha- why is that to be such a big deal? Where instead you can make it eight teams and then make it a big deal because you got teams from each from Uh, different conferences. It's not just the powerhouses. You could get a team in there like a Southern California who hasn't played anyone outside of the Pac-12 to really see what they are made of. And a little bit biasly, UNC could, if we didn't lose the two bad games to Florida State and Virginia, maybe we, if we had one loss, would squeak into the college football playoff and get a shot. It just gets more teams involved. I think it would be more fun to watch. I think it would be more interesting. It would make games in the season more impactful. Getting to a New, York, New Year's Six Bowl is a huge accomplishment. But why not make the New Year's Six a part of the football playoff? The, the, those are just my opinions on this thing. And I just don't understand why it hasn't even been discussed. It's It's kind of, it's just frustrating for me. Because as a football fan, you want to see up. I, I like seeing upsets. I like seeing good games. And I don't like to see uh, like a, a, the same thing over and over again. That's why college basketball is amazing. The same team isn't good every single year. Kentucky, they are horrible this year. They weren't too bad last year, were they? Travel Hill was awful last year. Looks like we could be a decent team this year. Duke's kind of flopped around a little bit. But like there are just so many college basketball teams that are out there that could potentially win it. But with the format system, with by the rules, there are only four teams that can win it at the end of the day once they make the bracket. So here's my official idea for the college for the new college football playoffs. Make it eight teams. One team, if there is a team like 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 Coastal Carolina or like a UCF back a few years ago that went undefeated, uh, ranked pretty high. You make one of those seeds a guaranteed non-Power 5 conference team. That way you get a team that, from a different conference. Really see if they can contend with the best. Make them go up against Alabama or Clemson. I think they'd be excited about that. That will be, be a huge opportunity for a school like that. You got the Pac-12 like Southern California. Throw them in there. See what they can do. Throw in a one-loss team from the Big 10. Throw in a two-loss team from the Big 12 like, like Iowa State. I just think it would make it more interesting, more fun to watch, and I don't know why it has not been talked about yet. So that's really what I have to say about the college football playoffs. Will I watch our bowl game? Yes. But am I really going to be in tune to the other ones? Yeah, I'll watch them, but it won't be as exciting. I think, and, and I know with COVID, it obviously won't happen this year. It might not even happen in the next few years, but this should be something that should be talked about. Schools should want this opportunity. And I think eight teams is reasonable. It just adds an extra round. I've heard people say six when talking about this with with friends. I completely agree that six would also be a viable option. Top two seeds get buys, just like the NFL. But can't we just expand from four? Like, it's just, again, it's just a bit meh. That's all I have to say on that subject. Um, and for and this will be a little bit of a shorter episode today. I want to keep the NFL episode for tomorrow. But just to kind of when just to end the conversation of, of college football for today. In terms of the Tar Heels, to repeat, if Clemson wins, we will most likely make the Orange Bowl. We could go up against maybe like a Florida, um I'm trying maybe like an Iowa State. I don't really know the rules for the other team. It might be an SEC team, not sure. But I think that'll be awesome for us. So we're gonna to have to be saying go Tigers this weekend if we want to get into that bowl game. Clemson has their rematch against Notre Dame. Trevor Lawrence will be playing this time. I think that'll be be an interesting one. And maybe on Friday I could do a predictions episode for that. Alabama plays Florida. I mean, kind of simple for Alabama if they win, they're gonna be in, and they're they're clearly the best team in college football. And Ohio State plays Northwestern. Those are the three big games. And I believe that if they all go as we all think they will with Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State winning, it'll most likely be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Ohio State in the top four. How they rank them, I have no clue. But it doesn't seem like there will be much controversy this year unless people complain about Ohio State playing less games. But they're undefeated. They're a good team. Justin Fields is is the real deal. So that's all I have for you today. A little bit of a short episode. We're still at 20 minutes actually, but past ones have been around 25 or 30. So I'm just going to end it here. Tomorrow's the NFL. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.